0: You know, socialism is extremely dangerous, and so is communism. And anytime a government moves into policies where there's more control and there's freedoms taken away, yes, that's a danger for everyone.
1: How is Marjorie Taylor Greene giving this apology? For equating masks and not masks and vaccines and not vaccines and who will be noted for doing what and how will they, how will you be able to show it uh, for equating that to wearing a a, a yellow star like in the Holocaust. Remember, the Holocaust is not a, a prop. Stop using it as a political crutch. This is true of anybody. I have said this before many times, certainly of the political left. I say it of the political right. I'll say it of anybody. The Holocaust is not a crutch. It's not your political prop. When Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to say that what's happening on the southern border is concentration camps, she lied. She's a liar. And she used the Holocaust as a prop. I know this to be true because she hasn't given a good holy damn about the border since. No being dressed in white with staged photos while she cries. That hasn't happened. She does not care about what happens to kids at the border. And by the way, the border is a mess. I will get into that with you coming up. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. But she apologized. She visited the Holocaust the Memorial there, the museum in D.C., and, well, I mean, it's a little hard to hear, but you can hear it.
0: always want to remind everyone I'm very much a normal person, and I think it's important for me to always be transparent and, and honest and I just want to tell you all I'm, I'm really really lucky uh, I was blessed with I am blessed with amazing parents and my dad passed away in April but I will say he taught me some great things and one of the best lessons that my father always taught me was when you make mistakes you should own it and I have made a mistake and it's really bothered me for a couple of weeks now. And, and so I definitely want to own it. This afternoon, I visited the Holocaust Museum. The Holocaust is, there's nothing comparable to it. It's, it's, it happened and, you know, over 6 million Jewish people were murdered. More than that, there were not just Jewish people, white people. Christians, all kinds of children, people that that the Nazis didn't believe were good enough or perfect enough, and the horrors of the Holocaust are something that some people don't even believe happened. That some people deny, but there is no.
1: Apologizing. I wish the audio was a little bit better, but I wanted you to hear it to the best of your ability. She's apologizing. Okay, I didn't ask her to. Now, I've written about this, uh, my latest, uh, which you can find at TonyKatz.com. Ilhan Omar should be expelled. Why won't Republicans loudly say so? And I discussed the fact that they took a take a look at Marjorie Taylor Greene and they saw her comments talking about space lasers controlled by the Rothschilds or the Jews and how they're it's stealing energy or it's going to hurt people, space lasers. And I've told people, do not pretend it didn't happen. Do not pretend she didn't write those comments out on social media. Do not defend the indefensible. You only sound crazy. Almost as crazy as Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about space lasers. But okay, that's ridiculous. You're going to take away her committee assignments for it? Whoa, 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 whoa. I got a lot of people who should lose their committee assignments. Ilhan Omar is an anti-Semite. She doesn't lose her committee assignments. Now she should also be censured, they say Marjorie Taylor Greene should be. She should be censured for what she said. Representative Ocasio-Cortez compared what's happening at the border to concentration camps. She pals around with Jeremy Corbyn, but it's Marjorie Taylor Greene that needs to be censured? Look, we're not making a conversation here or having an argument here of whether what she said was right or wrong. We can easily say, hey, that's not a comparison you should make. You don't use the Holocaust as a crutch. Censured? First, you take away the committee assignments, now you're going to censure her? Dear Lord. How do you plan on doing that when you won't take a look at your own side? How? And why should we somehow accept that? I get why the Democratic Party accepts that. It's a bunch of low-run cowards. Not because I say so. But because their actions could lead you to believe so. Ilhan Omar talks about Israel hypnotizing the world. Rashida Tlaib quotes from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is a call to genocide. Andre Carson, the congressman of Indianapolis, refers to Rashida Tlaib as his sister. Tlaib talks about Israel as an apartheid state with Jim Crow laws. She is supported by Ayanna Pressley. Ilhan Omar compares the United States to Hamas. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is the problem? To the Democratic Party, how else could you be thought of except for his low rent? Oh, well, Tony, you accepted Trump. Trump's out of office. I'm living in the now. What are you doing right now? I didn't say history didn't matter. I'm saying what are you doing right now? Because these things all happened in the last week. And you want to talk to me about Marjorie Taylor Greene she apologized. Marjorie Taylor Greene apologized. She did it of her own volition. She talked to some people, she looked at some things, she paid a visit, she said, man, I shouldn't make that comparison. Which I agree with, by the way. So who got asked about this but Steve Cohen? Now, you know that Steve Cohen is one of our favorite subjects here. This is KF Steve, producer Ari. I know who he is. KF Steve, Steve Cohen, congressman from Tennessee, who wanted to show that uh, Donald Trump was chicken and literally ate a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken on the, uh, during his committee hearing. Oh, is William Barr? Yeah. KF Steve is what we call him. He's a yutz. He is. Uh, there are uh, even in the Yiddish. I don't think I can get away with using all the terminology I would use about Steve Cohen. So he's on with Anderson Cooper and Anderson Cooper's like, so that, uh, that their uh, apology from uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. uh, What do you, 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 what do you think? What do you think of that? Did anything she said tonight change your opinion? Well,
2: not really. I mean, I do think it was good that she did apologize and she went to the Holocaust Museum and she might have learned something, but she didn't learn a lot. The National Socialist Party is nothing at all like the Democratic Party. The National Socialist Party, the Nazis, were about anti-Semitism. They were about killing all the Jewish people. They were about prejudice. And uh, that, that, that's not anything the Democratic Party is for.
1: She... Now, whoa, 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 whoa boom, boom, KF Steve, hold up there on the extra crunchy, extra spicy. Let's be clear that the Democratic Party will not condemn Ilhan Omar for her anti-Semitism. As a matter of fact, they work aggressively. They work overtime to ensure that they don't. It was a resolution about her. This was going on two years ago. And they changed the resolution to be, we oppose hate. Well, great, you oppose hate. But what about her saying that Israel hypnotizes members of Congress to support them? I mean, you had uh, Congressman Brad Sherman of, of California, the Porter Ranch, Northridge area. Used to be my congressman. And others condemning, rebuking Ilhan Omar. And what did Speaker Pelosi do? I don't know. We didn't rebuke her. We allowed her to clarify her comments. And we thank her for that. You know, she's a valued member. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez hangs around with Jeremy Corbyn. Congressman Andre Carson is friends with Louis Farrakhan and won't condemn the man. Let's not be so quick to think that that, uh, you you Democrats are on the uh, uh, non-anti-Semitic tip. Now, is it different than, let's say, the National Socialist Party? Yes, because while they were socialists, it, it, there's certainly a worthy conversation about how you can't think of them as socialists in the same way you you, you would uh, today's socialists. Um, however, we should be clear that the attacks on Jews in the United States uh, that you saw right, you, you saw the people marching in Charlottesville saying Jews will not replace us. And we're like, Yeah, we're not trying to replace you, we're doctors. We 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 have no interest in living your crap life. But the attacks on Jews in Los Angeles and New York were in liberal bastions. And you take a look at the woke folk today. Who want to limit free speech, limit opportunities, uh, to, to put out a point of view, limit, uh, people's actions and interactions. That's all from the political left. And all the connections are, can logically be made. Do I think that you, Steve Cohen, are a Nazi? No, I don't. Why? Because the Holocaust is not a crutch. It's not a political crutch. You don't make those kinds of comparisons. Do I think you look the other way on antisemitism, Steve Cohen? Yes, and I think your rabbi should be damn well ashamed of you. I don't think you should do it. I think you should speak out more, but you got plenty to say about Marjorie Taylor Greene. And by the way, he knows that she didn't speak from the heart. How does he know this? He just made it up. He makes up everything. I mean, I would assume he makes up everything. If he makes up this, maybe this is the only thing he makes up. But then he gets into, you know, here's where the problem is, people. People
2: really, the the experience of the Holocaust. She she sounded like she had some phrases that she saw. Maybe somebody told her about the worst uh, uh, genocide ever or something that never happened again or never forget. But it didn't sound like it came from the heart. And to go on an attack against Elaine, Omar's wrong, too. There are two extremes, extremes in each party, the Democrats and the Republicans. And people grasp onto that and use that to attack either party. That's not what we need now. We need to come together. We need to realize that the enemy... It's is, is not the Democrats, it's not the Republicans, it's the people who tried to bring about an insurrection and turn our government over on January the 6th. That's something that this green, the whole, most of the Republicans, not all, can't get their arms around and their heads around that this was a revolution, this was an insurrection.
1: Can we stop? Can we stop? If you have time to take a selfie, it's not an insurrection. That's, that's my bar. And it was not cleared. If you have time for selfies, it's not an insurrection. But look what Steve Cohen did. You want to talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene? You want to talk about whether you like the apology or don't? No, no, no. We all need to come together. And the first place we can come together is you Republicans realize how wrong you are. I oppose the riots. But the riots at the Capitol are not worse than riots that took place in Minneapolis and Seattle and Portland. I will defend that position anywhere and everywhere. I want to know in all these places why force wasn't used to put these things down. And certainly I think the people who are making the argument that you arrested people at the Capitol. You've got them under lock and key. What about all the destruction in Minneapolis and Seattle and Portland? And where are these people? Under lock and key. Indianapolis had riots. An absentee mayor had riots. Whoa. Two people died. Where? 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 Where are the arrests? Where is everything? People are right to notice the, uh, the 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 differences in in the treatment. But you think that you can just gloss over Ilhan Omar like you did KF Steve? If the real issue is 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 the riots? i uh, no, I put forth to you that Ilhan Omar's rhetoric is more dangerous to my life and the life of my children than the riot at the Capitol. I've ranked them. I didn't say I liked either one. I had to rank them, and this is how I'm ranking them. He couldn't just say, look, "Guys, we got to work together." Now we got to work together and see how dumb they are. That. These people are, are, are never satisfied unless they're trying to destroy. But as we always know, the left always overplays their hand. And as we also know, KF Steve is not an arbiter of morality. He does, however, know the difference between crunchy and extra crunchy. And for that, we thank you. I'm Tony Katz. A reporter is supposed to be able to investigate. Not just mean that every reporter is an investigative reporter, it means that on, on the basics, if you went to J school, if you are a reporter, consider yourself a journalist, you can do these basic things. Producer Ari, uh, you you have you've taken some journalism classes, right? I have a, a degree in journalism. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, look at you. So, so you would know that if 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 you were going to put something out there into the world, you would um, you would maybe research it a little bit first, right? That is the rule, right? You'd maybe be like, hey, I better uh, I better know what this is about before I put it out there. Right. You you would you would check yourself, maybe double check yourself. Right. Yeah. That's the standard. Yeah. Terry Moran over at ABC uh, tweets out. Is there any doubt that the GOP would end the filibuster for good in a heartbeat if it served their purposes? And oh, is this a really, really, really bad take? And the reason it's a really, really, really bad take is because Donald Trump asked Mitch McConnell to do exactly this in 2017. And Mitch McConnell said, nope. And they put out a letter that was all about the importance of the filibuster. Of course, the filibuster is the way to uh, put an end to the idea of cloture, right? 60-vote threshold. That would then bring about the vote where you only need 51 votes to get something passed. Or in the case of this Senate, a 50-50 tie and a tie break from the vice president, who is the president of the Senate. Getting rid of the filibuster means the minority party doesn't have an opportunity. That's what it means. It's got a history. It has It has a purpose. And the Republicans in 2017 said, "Now nah, we're not going to do that. And then Democrats signed on to the letter, 31 of them. 31 Democrats signed on to a letter in the Senate upholding the importance and the value of the filibuster. And today, just about all of them would get rid of it. The only people who wouldn't are Mansion and Cinema. Joe Mansion of of West Virginia, uh, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona. No, no, no. They they believe in the filibuster. Everybody else will get rid of it because what they want is power and what they want to do is control. Terry Moran d- p- puts this out there. He doesn't know anything about history. Well, it's simple. It doesn't matter. He doesn't have to know anything about history. He's a reporter for ABC. Just do what you do, what you do, what you do. You will never be held to account. Not you, you will be, he isn't. And this is why people don't have any faith in media. I'm Tony Katz and this is Tony Katz today. The Girl Scouts have 15 million boxes of unsold cookies. 15 million? And, of course, they're saying it's only one reason, the pandemic. They're right. Couldn't go around knocking on doors couldn't sell the cookies. Tony Katz, great to be with you, Tony Katz, today. 833-GOT-TONY, that's the number. Feel free. Call in 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. Would love to talk to you. So I guess there's an argument to be made, right? They couldn't go walking around for uh, what people claimed are health reasons. And they couldn't sell as many cookies. So why don't they sell them now? Is is it too late to sell them? You have the 15 million boxes. They're not going bad. I think the cookies may have some artificial ingredients in them that allows them to stick around. I'm just guessing. I don't think they're made with, uh, you know, uh, the the, the freshest uh, sprouted ingredients right from the farm.
2: Maybe it's the heat. I don't know. If I was... Yeah, I was just saying, you can't really carry around boxes of thin mints in the 90-degree weather. They'd melt.
1: That's true, but you could go around and sell them, and then when you drop them off, you keep them in the air-conditioned car. Yeah, all right. right, I just Right? It's bad for the environment, but it's great for your cookie love. I was just throwing out theories. I'm just, I'm just refuting it. I think where there's a will, there's a way. So uh, one group in New Mexico had 22,000 boxes left over. The Girl Scouts normally sell 200 million boxes of cookies a year, around $800 million worth. Now, that sounds not right. Because I pay way more than $4 a box. I'm just I'm just saying that. I don't think that numbers are right. But I was taking a look into the Girl Scouts, because I've had people discuss this with me before, that the problem with the Girl Scouts is an issue of social issues. Like, for example... The Girl Scouts support Planned Parenthood. I've heard this before, but I never looked it up. So I looked it up. I said, do the Girl Scouts support Planned Parenthood? Boom! Girlscouts.org. There is a whole page of frequently asked questions on social issues. And one of them is, does Girl Scouts USA have a relationship with Planned Parenthood? And the answer is no. Girl Scouts of the USA does not have a relationship or partnership with Planned Parenthood. Did Girl Scouts of the USA distribute a Planned Parenthood brochure at a United Nations event? No, we did not, they say. In 2010, Girl Scouts took part in the 54th Commission on the Status of Women at the United Nations. Our participation in that conference was the subject of numerous internet stories and blogs that were factually inaccurate and troubling. Girl Scouts had no knowledge of the brochure in question and played no role in distributing it. I mean, these are some denials. Now, they're asked about what is your position on serving transgender youth? I'm assuming a question that'll be asked to the Boy Scouts, even though the Boy Scouts has just uh, emasculated itself. If the Boy Scouts is no longer just for boys, then the Boy Scouts isn't the Boy Scouts. Were you a Boy Scout producer, Ari? I was a Boy Scout. Um, I don't think I was. I was a Boy Scout for a short while. Um... Boy Scouts are for boys, it's okay. You can have groups that are just for boys, it's totally fine. Growing up, I belonged to a youth group that was just Jewish kids, it's totally fine. Nothing wrong with it. People say otherwise are just wrong. But as for the question on serving transgender youth, Girl Scouts is proud to be the premier leadership organization for girls in the country. Placement of transgender youth is handled on a case-by-case basis with the welfare and best interest of the child and the members of the troop group in question a top priority. That said, if the child is recognized by the family and school community as a girl and lives culturally as a girl, then Girl Scouts is an organization that can serve her in a setting that is both emotionally and physically safe. Now, I disagree because I don't believe youth are allowed to make that determination. Now, I don't want to then go about ostracizing a child. However, the group does not have to somehow suffer in the idea that it is ostracizing because they're not the ones who made that choice. They're allowed to say, this is for biological girls. It's a fine thing to say. I went through this. I went, I went through this, and and all right, they're really saying they don't have a relationship with um, Planned Parenthood. However, you go look at some reporting, March 2019, two former participants in Girl Scouts say the organization enjoys a cozy relationship, quote unquote, with the abortion industry, including Planned Parenthood. And Teen Vogue has offered a tutorial now on anal sex. Uh, well, I, I don't know if the Girl Scouts are doing that. Uh, I, that's, that's a weird, weird headline. Um, but the point is, is that people who have lived it and have been a part of it are saying, well, there's actually more there than what they're saying on the website. I am not accusing the girl scouts of anything i'm asking a question because these conversations have been around and pervasive i would argue in earnest for the past five years like where i hear it every time i bring it up where i'm like hey girl scout cookies are back someone will email me multiple people reach out to me oh you don't want to support that organization Can it be that regardless of COVID that these things socially and these beliefs and these theories socially are having an effect on the Girl Scouts? That's my question. I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer, but I'd love for someone who does to share it with me. What I can tell you is that there are people out there who you need to be aware of. I don't know if it's the Girl Scouts or not. I can tell you that when I take you down to Virginia and a Fairfax County school board member who was the keynote speaker for the high school graduation telling students that they're entering a world of capitalism and white supremacy Well, we don't have to have much debate on what that's all about.
3: What is our purpose? Can you internalize a level of gratitude for your immense blessings and a humility to understand that luck, that luck of the draw in our world has empowered you? Can you internalize a level of gratitude and humility that allows you to maintain focus in living up to your purpose? is overwhelmed with need we struggle with human greed racism, extreme versions of individualism and capitalism white supremacy growing wealth gaps, disease climate crisis, extreme poverty amidst luxury and waste right next door
1: well she seems like a treat she would be just killer at a party oh keep everybody just happy and strong right there When you hear somebody speaking like this, when you hear someone speaking like this at your child's graduation, you're supposed to say something. You're supposed to stand up and tell them to sit down. You are not supposed to be quiet. Who is this woman, by the way? I'm so glad that you asked. Her name is Abrar Omesh, A-B-R-A-R. Last name, Omeish, O-M-E-I-S-H. She's got a history. And the history includes having an award rescinded by a Jewish group called the Jewish Community Relations Council of Greater Washington. They've got these groups all over the country. And they rescinded an award because she had tweeted that Israel is a colonizing state that desecrates the Holy Land and kills Palestinians. And this is who the people in Fairfax, Virginia said, hey, speak to our graduates. See, I can't tell you everything about the Girl Scouts. I can only show you what's happening. But on this, well, we don't have to have a debate. Who lets this woman talk to their kids? Who lets this anti-capitalist, Jew-hating bigot talk to their children? And the
3: list goes on, you all know this. Ah, uh, she's
1: gonna show you how many
3: languages are. Uh, As you take your next steps in life, you will face many distractions and influences that push you to sell your soul rather than to spend it. The world will try to convince you that your worth is tied to how much you make, how much you produce. Desperation might and a desire to live a better life than the one you had might pressure you to subscribe to causes you don't even believe in.
1: Yeah, well, that's exactly what she's trying to do. She was the Virginia co-chair for the Bernie Sanders campaign. Her father, according to the Daily Wire, Luke Rosiak doing the reporting here leader and board member of the Dar al Hijra Islamic Center. I think that's totally fine. Uh, Dar al Hijra is a mosque attended by two of the 9-11 hijackers as well as the shooter in the 2009 attack on Fort Hood. Oh. Well, that's just a weird bit of connection and coincidence and things. I could totally understand, though, with all that background, why she would be invited to speak to high school students upon their graduation. Something parents can do something about. And they should. Parents can do something about this teacher who brought in cupcakes Because it's Gay Pride Month and brought in cupcakes for her gay students. I'm sorry, you did what? They're unicorn cupcakes. And you know I'm a sucker for a cupcake. And I'm a sucker for unicorns. So unicorn cupcakes. I'm like, oh, damn, is that delicious. But wait, I'm I'm not gay. I can't have one. Sixth graders being told they can't have a cupcake. So what does this teacher do when a student says, I just... Didn't understand. I want to. I want a cupcake. See, they, they, now the kid sounds older than a sixth grader. But as the story is told to me, uh, sixth graders, regardless, this is the teacher. People,
3: but just because I support another thing doesn't mean I don't support straight people too. Just because I'm messy doesn't mean it all support black people or Irish people or ignorant people. <laughs> Never said it was
2: like that. Okay,
3: just said word. Would you like a? Special unicorn cupcake for being straight jerk. Yes. All right, come here. Get a straight
1: jerk cupcake. Her exact line was, "Do you want a special unicorn cupcake for being a straight jerk?" And then responds with, "Come on, get a jerk cupcake." But
3: you like a special unicorn cupcake for being straight jerk. Yes.
1: All right, come here. Get a straight jerk cupcake. Me- oh, not a straight jerk for being straight jerk. Calling the kid a jerk.
3: A pill. I'm just trying to be annoying. You are annoying. You were very successful. Congratulations. Thanks. What a dip. All right. What? A dip. Oh. Like a dipstick, a butthead, a weasel. A weasel. Hit my butt.
1: <laughs> See, everybody thought that she called him actually something else that starts with a D. But she called him a dip. And then called him a butthead and a weasel this is something you can do something about because any teacher who acts like this in a classroom can't be allowed back in the classroom so this teacher has to get fired and you don't allow that class to happen you force your way through the doors by the hundreds by the thousands you don't worry about security you make sure that that teacher is out of the school that's it you see, there are things you could do something about. You don't allow this woman to blast capitalism and, and scream at your kids who's got a, a history of such hate. You stand up and say she doesn't get to do this. What's wrong with you, school board? If she wants to speak on her own somewhere, she can. I'm not taking away her First Amendment rights, but to the graduates? What, is the school board out of their mind? Now we run against you. We run against you and every seat and we replace you so we don't have these problems but you allow this teacher near our kids, you enter the classroom and you demand that the teacher leave. She doesn't get to teach her kids. And any union that protects that teacher, that's the union you break into. I can't tell you about the Girl Scouts. I'm not 100% sure, I'm still learning it. But sometimes things are self-evident. What are you gonna do when the evidence is clear? I think you should stand up for your kids. I'm Tony Katz. Do you know what the expression taking out the trash means? Well taking out the trash is a, a political expression and one that involves news stories. That an administration or or others don't want to become a big deal. So you put them out on a Friday afternoon or your Friday evening, and you know, you got the Friday night, no one's paying attention to the news, and Saturday, no one's paying attention to Sundays, you know, big Sunday shows, and you got the the highlight interviews, and then Monday, they're on to a whole new bunch of news stories, and hopefully it gets hidden, forgotten about. Certainly doesn't create the furor. That's taking out the trash. Well, one of the things that got noted, while Kamala Harris was out there making a fool of herself in Guatemala, <laughs> you know everything's a laugh. All right, she's she's talking to, to to Lester Holt, and she's like, I I don't know, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what you, I don't know what you're getting at. I don't know what what are you asking of me, Lester. And, you know, laughing like an absolute ridiculous fool. All right. It, it's, it's more than just a, a nervous tick. Right. She's. She really doesn't know how to handle herself. And she's out there telling people, don't come to the United States. And Guatemala is saying, you're the one who's caused all these problems with the, with the mixed messages. It's you. It's the administration. What's wrong with you people? The dump showed that Border Patrol shows that you have entrances, border crossings into the United States at a 21 year high. More than 180,000 people attempted to enter the United States in the month of May. It's a 21 year high. And it absolutely goes in line with Joe Biden taking power. So, what happened? It's the policies. It's the guy. Meanwhile, it's been 80-some-odd days since Kamala Harris has been tasked with taking over the border, controlling the border. She hasn't even gone to the border. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today.